Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's Voice of Reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. As we covered yesterday, the Supreme Court started hearing a case uh, regarding net choices, the net choices case against Texas and the state of Florida. Uh, proposed social media regulations, uh, and it's a really interesting thing to to keep digging into uh, because there are, are such interesting ramifications and far-reaching, unintended consequences that I think could come out of this. Now, we won't have a decision, of course, until in the spring, uh, and it will be very fascinating for me to see whether the court just sends this back down, whether they try to narrow the scope. Uh, those are all things that will be very interesting. And uh, if you missed it yesterday, we also carried a part of a conversation between Justice Sonia Sotomayor and Justice Amy uh, uh, Coney Barrett. Excuse me. Uh, they had a fascinating conversation about how these conversations play out behind closed doors at the Supreme Court and how they go back and forth. And sometimes as they interact with one another and listen, listen and ask questions of one another, Sometimes to take the heat off or turn the temperature down on very divisive things, one of the things that the court generally does will either send things back for more consideration or they will narrow the scope uh, of a particular ruling and say, we're not going to apply it to everything. We're going to apply it to this specific thing. And then we can have another conversation about other areas or other areas of unintended consequences. I think that's really interesting. Uh, so with that as a backdrop, uh, I want to just dig in a little further in terms of what we covered yesterday from this hearing and some of the takeaways from these arguments on social media laws. And obviously, when you're dealing with social media companies and platforms and you're dealing with things like free speech rights, uh, things are going to get messy very quickly. Uh, I think it's important to note that the cases like this are clearly going to shape the course of of Internet discourse for a long time to come. So these really do matter. So both Florida and Texas have enacted laws that limit the ability of large Internet companies to curate what appears on their platforms. Now, part of that is in response uh, to what some conservatives have considered censorship of views from the political right by Silicon Valley companies on the left, uh, all in the name of, you know, uh, curbing hate speech or misinformation or disinformation. So all of that uh, is the backdrop to these cases. Again, the rulings on these won't come out until the spring. But it's really interesting to, to look at those and what is the responsibility of that provider? A lot of the arguments... Uh, were were kind of interesting to me in the in the fact that they all kind of harken back to previous breakthroughs in technology. Some were comparing them to early phone companies and what they were carrying, and that surely a phone carrier couldn't uh, discriminate based on somebody's speech or who they were trying to call. Uh, the other side uh, pointed out that this was more like a newspaper, and some of the laws and the case law that is standing in terms of requirements uh, for balance in terms of political campaigns and coverage in papers. And so all of these things, uh, as you can imagine, get pretty messy pretty fast. Uh, Now, one of the interesting notes uh, from Paul Clement, who's the lawyer for NetChoice in this case, he argued that censorship was the wrong word uh, when it's not the government acting 
and that the companies were exercising editorial judgment. So that's an interesting component to this. Uh, If it were the government saying, well, you can say this, but not that, then, yeah, that could definitely get into that censorship space very fast. Uh, If it is a platform, you can say, well, no, that's editorial judgment. That's protecting their brand. That's protecting uh, their viewers or subscribers or members, whatever it may be. Uh, Clement uh, contended that it was unconstitutional under the First Amendment to compel the companies to publish views against their will. So this was where the argument got into this whole idea of, is, is it, are these platforms more like a newspaper or are they more like a telephone? Uh, and the reality is they're probably not either of those in the end. Uh, and so the complication, I think, is going to be how they choose to apply these particular laws uh, and what that's going to mean moving forward. And so, again, we have to be very careful, uh, one, that this doesn't drift into government censorship, That's a big problem that everybody should worry about, regardless of whether uh, or not uh, you agree with someone politically or any other kind of view uh, on the issues of the day, especially the social issues of the day. Uh, But you have to get to this whole idea of free speech and then this idea of of curation and editorial control uh, becomes a really interesting argument. And and to me, the most interesting thing of all of this is that both sides on these cases are arguing on the basis and the merits of free speech. And so then the question is, who's treading on it? Who's protecting it and preserving it? They're both making the case that, you know, they're on the side of the angels uh, in terms of protecting uh, important free speech and not allowing everything to get just uh, muddied into the the muck of it all. Uh, So we're going to continue to watch all of those things as these cases uh, continue to roll forward. I actually think the more important conversation is not whether the government is controlling that speech or whether a platform is controlling that speech. I think the most important conversation we have to get to is what are we doing to control our own speech? And what are we doing uh, when we are served up by a social media platform based on the algorithms, based on what we're clicking on or liking or following or reading or viewing on TikTok, Uh, What's our responsibility in all of that? Because what gets validated gets repeated. And when we live in this society where the clicks, the likes, the, the dopamine rush that comes as we scroll through things and swipe on things, uh, we're kind of creating our own bubble. We're sort of being our own editorial board and telling the platforms, this is what I want more of. And so they give us more. And we swipe more, we scroll more, we click more, we like more. And as a result, we get more. So while everyone's got a role to play in this, uh, I think the most important place to start is your digital device, your conversations, uh, and what you're putting out there uh, into the social media world as well. So everyone's got a role to play. Everyone's got responsibilities Uh, As it relates to all of these things, there will be cases coming uh, from the Supreme Court that will shape how some of these things move going forward. Uh, But uh, I will repeat, I think the most important case is your own case uh, as to what you're going to view, what you're going to click and like, and then what are you going to put out on your social media? 
All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for one last break. When we come back, some final thoughts on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. We'll be right back.